0: Hey guys, welcome back to the of the podcast. Once again, it's been such a long time since, uh, you know, I've talked to you guys via this podcast. Uh, first of all, I want to explain uh, my absence and, and what happened and why I'm back. So I was doing the Briver, the podcast, uh, the boys at Wear Austin TV, uh, shout out to them. Uh, they contacted me because we wanted to launch a, a podcast um, and I decided We joined them and we launched top flight, which for me, highly successful podcast, you know, we've had it for, um, you know, three to four months or so. And, um, you know, we've had a a great time doing the top flight podcast. And the reason why I stopped doing the top flight podcast and producing is because, um, I'm focusing on my mental health and my physical health and just prioritizing my life, um, in right now, I felt like, uh, producing for such an ambitious project, which is not good for me mentally. Um, I was extremely stressed out. Um, we had to meet obviously like, uh, deadlines for us to, to drop the podcast and edit. So for me, I just felt like, um, I didn't want to let anybody down because I'm going to take vacations. I'm going to, you know, take time for me and focus on me. And I didn't think it was going to be fair for me to to put the group at risk, essentially. So, um, you know, I decided to call it quits with Top Flight. Um, however, you know, I gained a lot of experience, you know, extremely, like, awesome and fun memories. We had a lot of time doing the Top Flight podcast. And uh, I just want to give a big shout-out and thanks to We're Austin TV, and Top Flight for you know giving me the opportunity to like produce and and they were you know they trusted me with um one of the you know coolest projects so shout out to them and uh I'm gonna be doing the Bri the podcast now, so uh which is what I was doing in the beginning. And um obviously I'm I'm super excited, I'm super pumped to to get back to briverde And as you guys know in Bri Verde I speak my mind, I talk what I want to talk about, you know, what's on what's on my mind. For me, obviously, I have my own opinion. And I think my own opinion is right, unless I'm proven wrong. Unless somebody argues with me and gives me a different point of view, I'm willing to accept a different point of view. And if and if you explain your thoughts, and, and you're able to, you know, convince me otherwise, then I'll say, hey, man, good on you. I, I appreciate your thoughts. And now I think the way that you think. And I have no problem, no problem uh, accepting my, my faults and my wrongs. So with that being said, the first thing that I want to discuss is this whole wolf out situation that I think it's absolutely nuts and illogical. Um, and I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But for now, let's kind of talk about what happened with San Jose. Obviously, we're all super bummed about that game uh after such a strong half performance against San Jose and the way that we were able to just we just collapsed um and San Jose just grew stronger and stronger and they overcame you know a three one result they went four three and it we were just absolutely gutted um and I, i'm gonna tell you right now this is not wolf's fault this is not josh wolf's fault Absolutely not, and i'm going to explain so first of all, let's try to you know break down the game a little bit, so what happened was we start off the game really well uh, Danny Pereira gets commits a foul, gets a yellow card at minute four, so one of our midfielders is already on a yellow card at the fourth minute anybody who is even remotely logical, knows that that is not a good position to be in. As a coach, you're probably going to have to make some changes because that midfielder could potentially get sent off. And we know, you guys saw the game against San Jose. It was a really, really strong game, a really physical game. Tons of fouls. So, Dani Pereira was already in danger of being sent off. So, Boom. That's my my first point right there with Danny Pereira's uh, yellow card at minute four. Then, of course, we started off extremely well with uh, Driussi getting his goal. Um, and the goal came at the sixth minute across from um, actually Alex Ring crosses the ball beautifully to uh, Musajite. And actually, Musajite is the one that creates that play because his hold-up play was fantastic. He uh, laid it off for for Alex Ring, who uh, takes actually a little bit longer to, to cross the ball, but he still crosses the ball really well to Musajite. And then Musajite heads the ball. The keeper saves it, but Driusi is faster than everybody else, goes in. Slots the ball into the back of the net. Carl goes crazy. Drizzi, again, with a great performance. That is a proper DP, ladies and gentlemen. That is somebody who that we can rely on, who's somebody who's going to score goals. Somebody who puts the team on his back, who should have a number 10 on his jersey. Who should have that number 10 on the back of his uh, shirt. That is somebody who is worthy of a DP salary, unlike somebody else. Cecilia Dominguez. Um, So, anyways, without me getting uh, distracted right off the bat. um, Great goal. Uh, And, again, I just want to highlight the movement. The movement from JT was great. That is a proper number nine. Proper number nine. Something that would be missing without Danny Hoosen. Okay? Now, that is what I was referring to when I kept saying that, uh, that's what Danny Hoosen provides. That is the type of play that Josh Wolf wants to have is that number nine who has a great hold up play that allows other people to come in and participate in the buildup and the completion of plays. And that is exactly what Musa Jitte did. In six minutes, that is what we were missing. And that's not, I'm not making that shit up. That is what happened. You guys saw that. I'm, I'm not just. Speaking out of my ass here, so that that is a a a that is real. We haven't had a number nine since match week three, I think, or something like that. Uh, three or four matches into the season, any team in the world whose number nine, whose main striker, is out for the season, they're gonna have a bad time. That they're gonna have a bad time, and you can argue about you know uh whatever you're gonna get affected severely severely, and some people forget that um next up was the goal from uh Marcos Lopez San Jose player at minute seventeenth um this was a corner kick where unfortunately Gallagher just lost his just lost his player gallagher gallagher I'm sorry lost his player um great movement by Marcos Lopez. Great run and has the ball actually really well. Brad Stuver just couldn't get to it. He stretched. He he got to the ball, but it just wasn't you know hard enough to deflect it. And we're one-one so far. Wonderful game, back and forth, uh, which is what we expect from a team from uh, Matias Almeida and from Josh Wolf as well. Um, these are the fun matches that we're gonna see uh, in MLS for sure. With, with these two type of coaches. Um, however, Gallagher himself redeems himself and uh, scores our second goal in the 35th minute with a great finish from uh, a, a really nice play, actually, by Dani Pereira, Driuzzi, Alex Ring, which uh, Gallagher finishes. Uh, Pereira, of course, dominating the midfield, gets the ball, uh, makes a nice little run forward, sees Driuzzi, Passes the ball to Ducey in a nice triangulation, combining each other. And then um, Danny Pereira spots Alex Ring on the left-hand side. Ring, again, runs into the box. Takes, it felt like forever for him to make that cross for Jite, And he actually ends up crossing to Gallagher on the far post, which was the harder pass to do. And I was honestly shocked that he didn't make the pass for Jite Because Gite was right there. Nonetheless, we got the goal. Gallagher redeems himself, scores with his parents in the stands. And, he, of course, when Gallagher scores, you can feel the passion. I mean, that, that dude was so happy to score the goal. And, you know, it puts us back up at 2-1. Um, and so far, so good. So far, the team's playing well. I'm excited. Uh, we're dominating the game. And then, of course, uh, at the 45th minute, right before halftime, Alex Ring scores a beauty. Again, Dani actually wins the ball in the middle of the field. Uh, Passes the ball real quick to Driussi, who nutmegs a San Jose player. Again, Driussi with the great performance. Uh, uh, Driussi runs forward, passes the ball to Alex Ring, who makes a really good forward run going to the box, but before he gets to the box just rifles the shot and uh, I think I think he had a little deflection but it reaches the bottom left corner of the net and then boom we're three one so far one of the best performances next to Portland at home and I was happy at halftime I was I was a happy camper. I thought we were doing pretty good. here's uh I'm gonna find my tweet real quick. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Actually, I'm not gonna find it. I'm gonna I'm gonna delay this. Uh, but essentially, I said you know, great first half so far. You know, like our forwards have been great, dominating the midfield. Our defense was really good, really high up the pitch, making great passes too. Romagna was was playing like um, like Upamecano was against Barcelona, just really high up the field, making those uh, direct passes, uh, breaking lines, and you would think that we had this game under wraps we had this game under control anybody on a three one the way that we were playing any any team on a three one uh lead goes to have time confident as fuck confident as fuck here's where the game changes completely we Josh wolf makes a substitution. Makes two substitutions. And those subs are... Um, Sebastian Berhalter. Lil' Sebastian. For Dani Pereira. And Cecilio Dominguez for Gite. People freak out about these changes. Like they're so... So crazy to make. How could he do this? He's a fucking dumbass. He doesn't know what he's doing. Bro. Any player... Your central midfielder has a yellow card. The way that San Jose is playing, the way that we're playing, is extremely physical. There's fouls left and right. The game is heated. You, It is totally expected and logical to make that sub. And especially after Dani Pereira had messed up for two games out of all season, People had the audacity to com- to compare him to Berhalter, to say that Berhalter Halter was better than Danny Pereira, that he has been playing better, that Berhalter Halter needs to start. Dude, Berhalter Halter is not even Danny Pereira's left toe. Okay? Let- let's put some respect on my boy Danny Pereira. First of all. Nothing against Lil Sebastian, but Lil Sebastian is is nowhere near Danny. Not only that, they're totally different players. Very, very different midfielders. What do we know about Lil Sebastian? He's a he's a more defensive player. Okay? Danny Pereira is a more attacking player. I would here's what I would say about Lil Sebastian and, and Danny Pereira. Danny Pereira is as good as anything that Lil Sebastian does, plus more. Okay? That's how I can describe him. Whatever Lil Sebastian does, Dani Pereira can do, and then Dani Pereira can do more stuff, even better. Okay, Dani Pereira is obviously much more attacking-minded. Um, so of course that sub makes sense. San Jose is is losing three-one. They're gonna go for the game, and they we know Matias Almeida. We know his team is fucking crazy. Okay. We know that they're going to go for it. So what is a logical substitution? Let me take out my midfielder who has a yellow card and put in maybe more of a defensive-minded midfielder who can control the middle of the park better, who can offer more stability, who doesn't have a yellow card, who can make a foul if we need to to keep the lead. It makes sense. It makes all the sense in the world. Now, Musagite for Cecilio Dominguez. Of course, I don't want to see Cecilio. Uh, First of all, Cecilio needs to leave the club. I'm going to say that right now, and I've been saying it. Cecilio is not our quality DP for us. He needs to leave. Regardless, Musagite is not fit. I don't know what people need to read to understand that he's not fit. He can't do it. Not right now. He's working towards getting his fitness. Josh Wolf is working him slowly into being match fit. He hadn't played a full game since May. Okay? It seems like you guys don't know, you know, basic soccer shit. You can't have a guy who hasn't played a full match since May start your games and play 90 minutes or 70 minutes. It just doesn't work that way. The guy's going to get injured. And we we need a number nine. So you guys don't don't make fucking sense, dude. You say that we need a number nine, yet you want him to risk Musajite. So so that you can blame him for risking Musajite. Again, it, managers are in a lose lose situation. Okay. That doesn't mean that, like, just because they're in a lose lose doesn't mean that they get all the criticism that 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 comes their way. No. You guys need to put everything into perspective. He's he's working with what he has. And Musa Chite is just not fit enough. So, he takes him off at halftime, puts in Cecilio Dominguez, who, in theory, should get your goals and should play at a high level that it, it should make sense for that player to come in. And guess what, dude? Even if it doesn't make sense, even if Joshua doesn't believe in Cecilio Dominguez or whatever— who else do you put in? Who else do you put in for, Ceci- for, for Musajite? Nobody. We have nobody. Our team is so thin. And again, Wolf has to work with that. But you guys seem to forget that. You guys have fucking amnesia uh, when it comes to that shit. And again, that substitution makes all the sense in the world. It makes all the sense in the world. Some people are saying, maybe you could wait you know, 15 more minutes. Maybe you couldn't. Maybe Musa Jite gets injured and you risk your whole fucking season because you want to wait 15 more minutes for one fucking game. We're thinking long-term here, guys. This is a long-term process. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm diverting into this shit, but it pisses me off. It pisses me off. We can't be that reactionary. We have to have a process. And we have to trust that process. And if you don't trust Wolf, you can blame Anthony Precourt. And blame the ownership group. But guess what? They're not getting even 5% of that criticism. Nothing. Because it's so easy to blame the manager. It's so easy. So easy to hop on the bandwagon. Blame the manager. You got to you gotta have a little more more logic here, guys. This is this is a serious club, okay? At least that's what they're portraying, and that's what they've pitched us. Is that they're gonna have patience? They're gonna trust that that's the style they want to play. You know that we're gonna get better players. It takes time. If if you want to have a coach who has a very pragmatic approach and uh is more basic and you know goes with a four-four-two. Uh, you know keeps it uh, you know a low defensive block defense 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 counterattacks, hopes to win the game in the last minute hopes to uh have the opponent make a mistake so that you can uh take advantage of that of course that that's easy that's easier of course that's easier I want my team to play well. I want my team to attack. I want my team to dominate. I want my team to dictate the play. I want my team to dominate the midfield. I want to score goals. That's what Josh Wolf brings. That's his idea. And that's what I want. So I'm going to trust it. But anyways, the second half was very, very different. And again, it's not just what we didn't do. It's what San Jose did. And credit to San Jose. They went for it they went for it and they were very aggressive and again we come out sleeping we sleeping we've had this issue happen before and and who who is the one sleeping on the pitch is it the players or is it Josh Wolf it's the players it's 100% the players i don't give a fuck about this whole you're sending the wrong message i don't buy that bullshit i don't buy that bullshit at all what a coincidence that we that we dominate the first half oh oh but these players are not playing for wolf anymore oh oh but these players don't trust wolf anymore these players want him out H- how do we have one of the best performances in our you know in our season right now if if the players don't want wolf again doesn't make any fucking sense and what happens when a team goes from dominating to being dominated from one half to the other typically typically and of and it makes sense the players just didn't come out with the you know the enough intensity to to take on a team who is going for it it's that simple guys people try to read too much into it these players were sleeping dude sleeping At this point, Ring was our best player. 100%. He was dominating. He was so active. Um, and then goes on and fucks it up. But anyways, right from the get-go, um, Carlos Espinosa from San Jose scores at the 49th minute. Four minutes into the second half, boom. The momentum, again, was already shifted. The momentum was already shifted. As soon as the second half ended... Uh, I mean, the first half ended. San Jose was ready to go. We just were not prepared for it. The players just were not ready for it. San Jose comes out swinging. Carlos Espinoza with a, actually a nice goal uh, from San Jose. Uh, some quick first time passing with each other, and in my opinion, Hector Jimenez is caught sleeping. He, he. It's not like he could have really avoided the goal, but he could have provided more pressure for that player uh, coming into the box. And I think I think he was caught sleeping, which, again, individual mistake in my opinion. Um, from there, everything just falls, just falls to pieces. It was 3-2. Momentum was swinging for San Jose. Alex Ring with, honestly, th- this was not a penalty. and And I don't blame, obviously, Ring for it because I don't think it's a penalty. Um, it's never a penalty. The ball is deflected from his leg onto his hand. It, it's it's never a penalty, man. And it's so frustrating. It feels like officiating in MLS or something against Austin FC. Week in and week out, we see shitty calls against us. It's unreal, unreal. The bias against Austin FC. I cannot believe it. It's a shit call. Unfortunate um and you know it's it's a penalty call um who's the San Jose player that scored it um Lopez uh from PK scores the goal and uh obviously at this point at this point it's 3-3 uh it's it's wild um Stuver gets a hand on it. Actually, he he almost saved it. It's so unfortunate for him. And that's why he was just so annoyed and like frustrated with himself too. Um allows San Jose to gain even more momentum. Um Ring gets a yellow card because of the penalty, which again, such fucking bullshit. And uh that's when that scuffle happened. Uh Ring, I mean uh Brad Stuver actually was kind of dumb for me because he could have gotten a red card for that uh tackle against Lopez. And he, you know, if if we had gotten Stuver sent off at this point, you know, just pack your shit and leave. You know what I'm saying? And lucky, the ref gave him a yellow. And and actually, like, I know I just talked shit about the referee, but I, I think we got lucky on that one actually. And at minute sixty, uh, uh in the sixty-first minute, we we got even two more subs in, uh, Redes in for Gallagher. Which, again, Redes in okay, no, I, I don't like Redes, okay? I don't like Redes. I was hype on him on preseason. He was my favorite player when next to Dani Pereira. But he has been injured, okay? His He has an ongoing injury. He's, he has pain. And that could be the reason why he hasn't performed. But so far, I don't trust him at all. And if he's not fit, he shouldn't play, first of all. If he's not fit, don't play him, Wolf. Don't play him, dude. Because he could get injured even further. But then again, we have nobody else. We have such a thin squad, so fucking thin, that Rodney Redes is coming in injured as fuck. Okay? That is how bad we have it. Redes comes in for Gallagher, uh, who, uh, for me, Gallagher was having a great game. But, m- you know, in 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 Wolf's mind, I, I feel like he, he thought Redes could offer a lot more. More directness or something? I don't know. Maybe Gallagher was tired. We don't know. But he just thought that sub was going to be better. In my opinion, not a good sub. But what else do we have? Then Fagundes in for Pochettino. You guys know how I feel about Pochettino. Pochettino has been a huge disappointment for me. Um, I, I I think he needs to perform a lot, a lot better. And he's a DP. And that's one thing that I've been saying this whole time. Our DPs are just not good enough. They're not good enough, period. And if, if our DPs are not good enough, you're going to struggle in MLS because you're relying on, on your DPs. And this is not an opinion. Look at the stats. Pochettino has not been good enough. And I, in my opinion, I thought Cascante and Romagna were more effective than Pochettino uh, in the first half than he did as a midfielder. You know, in the first half, I never even mentioned Pochettino because he was a fucking ghost, okay? And that's how he's been off-season. So, Fagundes, again, Fagundes has been one of the ones that have been playing uh, the most this season. So, you know, he needed some rest, I guess. But, obviously, we're, we're panicking at this point. And with 3-3, you know, having Fagu obviously means that you have a, a greater chance of winning than Pochettino. And, you know, those subs, half and half for me. I, I appreciated Fagu coming in, but Redes, no. And then, of course, two minutes later, Chofis uh, scores the goal. Again, little Sebastian with a super unlucky pass, hits the San Jose attacker. And, uh, you know, it's it's just so unfortunate. Is so unlucky, and people have the audacity to blame that shit on Wolf. It's an unlucky play, dude. An unlucky play where Burhalter hits the fucking ball to make a long range pass. So it happens to hit the player. Okay. Trophies takes the ball and uh, strikes the ball really well. Stuver gets a nice save. The rebound gets the Trophies again. If, if that shit was unlucky, it just kept getting worse and worse. How do you shoot? Chofies get then gets the rebound. And then, for me, our defense was so slow reacting to that rebound. And then Chofis gets the ball again, makes a second strike, and then scores the goal. Boom. 4-3. Momentum totally shifted. Unreal. Uh, two minutes later, Alex Ring hot-headed as fuck. Being our captain is, and doing the type of shit that he did was disgusting. You, even though his first yellow card was undeserved, you as a captain cannot do that. You cannot lose your head like that. You are the person who needs to keep calm. You are the person that needs to lead. You are the person that our players are looking up to. You can't get sent off because that, that speaks weakness. It it reeks of blood. And San Jose was just sharks in the fucking water. And our captain gets a red card. This just speaks weak mentality. And that was that. Ring gets, gets a, a second yellow card, gets sent off. I mean, the game was over at this point. The game was over. Uh, Matias Almeida makes tons of substitutions. And... Um, we put in the pressure. We we try to go for it, and we just couldn't do it. And and San Jose, you know, they, they 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 were clinching and and they just defended their lead, and and that was that. So it's just such an unfortunate game, guys. And 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 once you paint that picture, is what happened it has nothing to do with Wolf. Is it's unfortunate events, individual mistakes, and a, a team that just wanted it more. A team that that went for it more, so I, I just don't buy this whole wolf uh, blaming wolf for this game. It's just it doesn't make sense. If you look at our stats, it was such a close game. We had fifty uh, percent possession, or you know, kind of like almost fifty-one to forty-nine. Um, fifteen shots and fifteen shots, ten shots on goals for us, uh, eight for San Jose. Block shots, two for us, uh, three for San Jose. Total passes, 359 for us, 346 for San Jose. Even as fuck. Uh, passing accuracy, they were better with 83%. We had uh, 79. Uh, crosses were tied, eight, eight to eight. Crosses, I mean, uh, corners. On crosses, we had 15. They had nine. Of course, when we were piling pressure, we started crossing the ball more. Uh, duels one 50. They had 47. Tackles one. We won the the battle there, 13 versus 6. Uh, saves, we had 4. They had 7. Again, their keeper had more saves. Uh, clearances, we had 9. They had 18. When, once we were piling that pressure, they were just clearing the ball. Fouls, we had 17. They had 10. Yellow cards, 4 versus 4. We had one red card. Again, very, very even game. So don't give me this bullshit. I don't buy it. Okay? Um it's just such such an unfortunate game, and I'm gutted, man. I'm gutted because I I trust the process. I I trust Wolf. I trust Pre Court, and it's just so annoying to me just to see the reaction, to see Twitter, and. And also annoys me when people don't give a shit either. You know, like I'm annoyed both ways. So I, I, I also can't win. Um and I'm not a wolf apologist. I don't I don't give a shit about Wolf. Okay? I don't know the dude. I just see logic. And I see a uh like like a business case for our team and our our, our club and the way that they want to run the the, the club. It makes sense to have a coach who has an attacking philosophy, and that's what I want to see at Q two. I don't want to see a coach that comes in and uh, defends and waits for the opposition to make a mistake. That's that's not what my, I want my team to to do. I don't want to be represented by that shitty style, that shitty philosophy. And I'm sorry, I come from a team. I'm a fan of Football Club Barcelona. Okay, FC Barcelona. Where that is the philosophy, even though uh, we're lost right now with Kuman and everything that's going on at the club, but the DNA of this club is to play well, and that makes me proud. It makes me proud to be a Barcelona fan, and I want that same feeling for Austin FC. I want to be proud of my team, and I'd rather lose 4 3 than win 1 0 playing absolutely disgusting. That's not what I want. I do believe that if you play well you have a greater chance of succeeding and winning titles that's my philosophy and clearly that's the philosophy that wolf and reina and precourt and the ownership group and the players believe because that's what they were hired to do so that i also don't buy this whole bullshit that the players have lost trust in the system and blah 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 that that when they got recruited that is what they were told Is This is how we want to play. This is the philosophy. This is the formation. This is what you're going to do. This is where you fit into the team. And then they came to the team. Okay? So, if the players themselves have lost faith in the system, then I lost faith in the players. And they need to fuck off this club. Because that's brittle-ass spirit. That's brittle mentality. If you give up that easy, I don't want you here. And And the the coach is going to out outlive these players because there is a system in place where wolf is the head of the project and the faster that you guys realize that the the easier time you're going to have is once you understand that wolf is here to stay and he's not going to leave after one season because it is idiotic to fire your coach after one season in your inaugural season when you have half of the squad is injured, when you don't have a number nine, when, you know, it's just it it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So anybody that thinks like that in a more organizational way, in a more long-term aspect and mindset understands that this is not going to change. Like Wolf is going to stay. He's going to have more time to implement his system. He's going to uh, have hopefully better players next season because I think the biggest issue that we've had so far this season is our players were just not good enough. They're not good enough. And I hate that people have such a uh, a problem hearing this. Our players are not good enough. Yes, we have a handful of players who are good enough, but the rest are just not, not good enough. They're not good enough. It's a tough pill to swallow, but... You got to swallow that pill, man. You got to swallow that pill. And um, it's just, you know, we're, we're not making playoffs. Just, just everybody knows that. We're not making playoffs. And you know what? It's okay. It's okay not to make playoffs. Because once you put everything into context, it makes sense. Okay? And it doesn't make me you know, I'm indifferent about it because of all the different factors. And we can actually use this time, you know, get rid of the pressure, um, uh, you know, drill down the things that we need to drill down, see who needs to stay, who needs to go, um, allow the, the the leadership to uh, start strategizing for next season to begin um, identifying players that we do want. And slowly but surely, get this team to winning ways and i do believe that we are going to get to winning ways we just had to we got to have patience we got to trust the process and uh get behind the team because even though i'm criticizing these players i'm criticizing uh sometimes wolf i'm criticizing reina i'm criticizing uh pre-court i'm criticizing the club i'm a fan of the club and i criticize because i want my team to succeed and in my opinion you got to call out things in order to fix them because you can't fix things whenever you don't realize that that's a problem. So I'm doing my duty to criticize as a fan, and everyone should. And I said this on Twitter, and people freak out on Twitter whenever you you say something about the fan base. Our fan base, uh, I think, is really soft, and I think that's translating into the team too. If you look at what happened with San Jose... Soft, soft ring getting sent off. Brad Stuver getting all upset um, after that penalty kick softness. So, you know, like we got to be tougher and we got to be more, you know, like put in more balls, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's so frustrating, so frustrating to like I, I see on that stupid ass Facebook group. I don't know if people are trolling or whatever, but people are just like, Austin has a team, yay. Let's just, you know, everybody else who thinks otherwise, like they're they're wrong and, um, you know, we just have a team and, and that's it, you know, like let's enjoy that. No, no. I'm not just going to enjoy that we have a team. If we have a team, then we're here to compete and you can't compete with that mentality. You You can't win with that mentality. That's a loser mentality. I don't want that for Austin FC. And I feel like everyone here in Austin is just happy to have a fucking team and they're willing to up uh and they're willing to put up with this bullshit. But anyways, I'm 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 totally like like going off the rails here. But um again, guys, I'm gonna make this this episode, you know, fairly short. Um I'm trying to push them to like one hour. If I can, and I'm, and of course I want to talk about other other stuff going on in world football. You know how we did back in the day. Uh, We talked about COVID. You know, we talked about the the Euros and everything else that was happening. Uh, So of course you can expect that from Bright Verde. It's not just Austin FC, but um, my main focus is obviously Austin FC. And uh, you know, I I appreciate all the support that I that I had. Uh, back when I still had Bright Verde. It means the world to me. Uh, we're kicking it back. You know, we're, we're, we're back again with Bright Verde. I'm super, super excited uh, to have this platform. And, you know, follow me on social media. I changed actually all my social media because it, everything was Bright Verde and then I switched everything to my personal. But, um, you know, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Marcelo underscore ATX. That's where I'm, I'm most active. And, uh, of course, on YouTube at Briver, the uh, podcast. And you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, everywhere, you know, where you listen to your podcast. That's where we're at. And, again, I appreciate all the love and support. Shout out to the boys that were Often TV and Top Flight. Uh, you know, I just want to close out with this. You know, whenever we were doing the podcast and everything, people always thought that we're toxic and all this shit. Bro, these guys are the nicest people that I've met, okay? Like they treated me like family and I'm always going to have incredible respect for them and and love because um there's just such such nice people and a lot of a lot of people need to just take time to listen to other people's point of views. And once you do that, the world is a better place. Um so shout out to the boys we're austin tv top flight um if you guys want to collaborate anybody who wants to collaborate you know dm me or whatever i'm i'm happy to collaborate with you guys but i hope you guys enjoy this podcast this episode um subscribe follow thank you we'll see you later peace